thing to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at our website, DePietro.com. Folks, visit the website. On the website, you'll see all our links to social media, whether it's Facebook or YouTube, Instagram, even TikTok. Plus, you if you want to reach me, that's the best way to do it. We have unique original stories videos content log on right at the website dipetro.com you're listening to the john dipetro show it's am 1380 99.9 fm you can always listen online at the website dipetro.com it's monday it is uh well it's the holiday people observing martin luther king day speaking of that on this uh, monday january 16th <clears throat> a little bit of um, some icy roads out there. Mm, I don't know if I'd call it snow. Definitely depends on where you are. Maybe a little bit of snow. Definitely it's slick, some sleet. Folks, I just want to touch on this um, very odd. They unveiled it. If you haven't seen it, but even members of Martin Luther King's family are criticizing this $10 million, the embrace bronze statue that was unveiled in boston and it is um it, it it's just even uh, the coretta scott king just members of his family are questioning it now there have been numerous stories about it you can see not many people are talking about it the way the new york post is but it's um it was approved though I believe it was approved by Martin Luther King III. They showed it to him, $10 million sculpture. And it's it's a little odd, and especially when you look at different angles of it, it looks maybe like something else. Um, Senetica, Senetica Scott said the mainstream media was reporting like it was beautiful because they were told they had to say that new artwork on the boston common when it came out a little boy pointed and said that's a like a a, a male human body part she goes on to tell the new york post if you showed that statue to anyone hood they would have been like no absolutely not um and then others were saying yeah that's a a big something Ten, ten, ten million dollars added to a legendary one of the all-time great american families but they're blaming wool culture but again the members of the king family unveiled it last week and they martin luther king the third he approved the piece which was designed by conceptual artist hank willis thomas and it's it's called the embrace and it was after he won the Nobel Peace Prize in 1964. So people can complain, but I, 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 I agree. I found it odd. Um, it, it's definitely odd. Without question, it's odd. But it costs $10 million and it's up, and, and there it is. Now, this Biden... Oh, okay. Oh, I'm seeing... Um, let me just hear the two. Apparently, I didn't realize this. The Today Show, they did a piece on it, I believe. Let me hear this. Yeah, here we go. 
hope and they chose to actually commit those dreams to one another and to society and that day was like proof that they'd done what it was all worth it that's right the start of the dream is a love story all right i again i i agree there seems to be some confusion on exactly what those images are but i want to get back and touch on the the Biden document scandal is, well, let me play. The Today Show actually had a piece on it. By documents at his home in Delaware. NBC's Monica Alba joins us from the White House. Monica, good morning. Chanel, good morning. President Biden didn't address the classified documents investigation over the weekend, instead letting his lawyers do the talking. The White House responding to mounting pressure released new information about additional records found in the president's Wilmington residence, attempting to explain why they haven't been more transparent as the controversy enters its second week. Frustration growing this morning inside the White House over the ongoing backlash to the discovery of classified documents in President Biden's private office and Delaware home, including from the president himself, according to three sources familiar with the matter. The battle for the soul of this nation is perennial. It's a constant struggle. The president in Atlanta Sunday celebrating the life of Martin Luther King Jr. in the church he once led. While staying silent on the latest developments, including revelations over the weekend that more classified material was found at Mr. Biden's Wilmington home. All of it adding to growing questions about how the sensitive records ended up in his possession after leaving the vice presidency. Mr. Biden's personal attorney arguing they can't release certain details, quote, relevant to the investigation while it is ongoing. The total number of pages recovered is unclear, but documents with classification markings have been identified in multiple locations. Less than a dozen at the Penn Biden Center in Washington, D.C. back in November, while the rest were unearthed in the president's Wilmington residence in the last month, found in a locked garage and an adjacent room. The White House admitting Saturday that more classified material than previously known had been examined and handed over to the Department of Justice. As some Democrats concede the communication misstep, especially given the president's past criticism of Donald Trump's handling of classified information. It's certainly embarrassing. While defending key differences in the cases. More than 300 classified records were seized by the FBI at Mar-a-Lago after the former president refused to hand them over to the National Archives. That's apples and oranges, so we should keep a, a sense of proportion and measure. But that hasn't stopped House Republicans from already launching several investigations. What's real concerning to me is how justice is applied and is it applied equally? The GOP-led House Oversight Committee is now calling for the release of visitor logs from President Biden's Delaware home. Chairman James Comer writing a letter to the White House Chief of Staff citing a potential national security concern when it comes to any individuals with possible foreign connections who might have had access to the documents in recent years. Chanel? Now, it's my understanding that they don't, they're claiming, the Biden people are claiming they don't have visitor logs. But a big part of this um, that that needs to be examined and and people can't you can't forget about it and that is when they discovered the documents chris christie uh former governor of jersey he made a good point of this on this week with george stephanopoulos is 
and that is that he withheld the information. Let me just pl- this is a really important okay, clip. Okay. Uh, but, but I mean, d- d- does the I mean, it is different, obviously, than the Trump case. But politically, well, the, the political problem is the one that nobody's talked about yet, which is why did they wait to tell us? I mean, they knew this before midterms. Yeah, six days before. Right, six days before. So should they have come out and said, well, wait a minute, everybody? Well, of course. Well, well, if you're Joe Biden who says, I must be transparent, Donald Trump's not, you know, uh, he is irresponsible for having these in his home. And meanwhile, now he knows he's got a bunch in his home. And they didn't, I think the real interesting part of the special counsel investigation, more interesting than the documents themselves, because we don't know what they are right now, so we're only speculating, will be, who made that decision? Right. Ron Klain make that decision? Yeah. Who made the decision not to disclose? Not to disclose. Did Ron Klain make the decision? Did the president make the decision? Ooh. Who made the decision to not tell the American people six days before an election? And if Donald Trump had not told people six days before an election, what would the conversation be about right now? I guarantee you it would be about cover-up. And so, as a former prosecutor... You know, it's not always the obvious thing. Well, well, well Trump did more than you. make a decision not to disclose. He made a decision not to respond. My, my point is, my point, no, John, yeah. I'm, trying, yeah. I'm not analogizing the two yeah. situations. What I'm saying is, if you substituted President Trump for President Biden in the Biden situation, there would be lots of people on the Democratic side who would be jumping to the conclusion that Trump knew it, directed it, and should be held responsible for it. But I don't hear that about Biden now. And here's the problem. The problem is he withheld this from the American people for six days prior to a president, a midterm election. And I don't know why and who made that decision. You know, that is Chris Christie. That is an excellent point, And that should be highlighted enough. And he, he's 100 percent. You know, Christie, former prosecutor, he's exactly right. Who made the decision? Who made the decision on Team Biden? Hey, this doesn't look good. We better keep it from everyone. Folks, it's Monday. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. Next time you have an emergency, think AtMed Urgent Care. Two locations, 1524 Atwood Avenue, Johnston. That's right in the Atwood Medical Center. And also, 5750 Post Road, East Greenwich, right across from Felicia's. AtMed Urgent Care, when you have an emergency, they specialize ambulatory medicine. They provide immunization, school, and sports physicals. At AtMed Urgent Care, they provide comprehensive outpatient health care to individuals families they're on duty at all times they're open seven days a week walk-in routine urgent care minor surgical now if you're in a car accident go to atment urgent care avoid the long wait at the emergency rooms they also do adult vaccinations laboratory testing atment urgent care when it's an emergency 1524 atwood avenue in johnston that's right in the atwood medical center and also 5750 post road east greenwich online at admedurgentcare.net folks you're listening to the john DePietro show we start at 11 we go until 2 it's am 1380 99.9 fm you can always listen online at the website which is dipetro.com it's time for our legal segment joining us right now he is our legal analyst expert he's also rhode island one of rhode island's top attorneys it's attorney tim dodd and tim let's start off with uh the case that has really riveted the nation it's a missing persons case right now it still remains a missing persons case but this was the situation in cohasset brian walsh and you have anna walsh his wife is missing 
the search was Friday, Saturday. Then on Saturday, they drained the pool. Sunday, they uh, obtained a search warrant. Sunday night, seemed to be an unusual charge. You don't hear about that a lot of misleading police during the course of the investigation. And then Monday, the blockbuster in court of the fact that they believe they have a, uh, a knife, bloody knife they found in the basement. Hasn't been tested yet. And then he showed up at Home Depot uh, in in Rockland, purchased $450 worth of cleaning supplies. What's also interesting here, Tim Dodd, is he's, he's on like a form of house arrest. He doesn't have a GPS ankle bracelet, but he has one. It's a radio frequency. He's got to get permission to go out and about. They can, I, from what I understand, they can tell when he's been somewhere maybe for too long. On Sunday, he, he went to uh, Swampscott. Some different elements to this. But let's just start off some of your initial legal impressions of this case. Well, <laughs> he's not a very good criminal, that's for no. sure. Um, among the other telling um, aspects of this case, in addition to those that you have enumerated, is allegedly the cops or the prosecutors have um, put out information that this guy was on the internet looking for websites telling him how to dispose of a body of approximately 115 pounds. Right. Um, that's, that's the weight of his a, missing wife. That's just astonishing that he'd be yeah. such, I mean, as we've seen with the Idaho um, alleged killer and with this guy, um, your cell phone tracks you, your cell phone is spying on you. If you go on websites, that's easily discernible by the cops if they, you know, get a search warrant and obtain your um, computer or other electronic uh, devices. So when this guy goes online to find out how to dispose of a body, um, does that prove that he did it? No. Is it certainly great evidence to suggest that he did it? Obviously. Um, He's on home confinement. He's got a electronic tracking device. Um, after going on this website, as you said, he goes to Home Depot yeah. and buys four hundred and fifty dollars worth of cleaning supplies, wow. tarps, etc. Um, huh. Must have been really dirty in the basement. Yes. Then, then he alle <laughs> then he allegedly takes a trip to see his mother. Gets lost. Um, takes yeah. what five or six hours i guess lost um in his mother's neighborhood which yep. doesn't pass the laugh test it doesn't no. none of this is funny yeah. and if i'm chuckling it's only because the astonishing ineptitude and stupidity of this guy is just yeah. um like something we usually don't see um so he disappears for five or six hours claiming he got lost going to his mom's house he could have been disposing of um, tools and instruments that he utilized if he, in fact, um, is the guy that perhaps disposed of the body. We don't know quite how he did it. We know that uh, the cops have had um, cadaver dogs out at the dump where they think that yes. um, his mother's uh, trash would have been disposed of. Yep. Um, you know, the the... the the noose is tightening around him by the minute in terms of the evidence the cops are collecting. Um, also, 
he had tried to say that his wife had probably already left and was in um, DC. Right. All the while, her phone is pinging uh, another electronic tell um, in um, at the house on both New Year's Day and then the Monday following January second. Now, I guess yeah. all of these um, news stories, John, talking about these inept criminals, um, the Idaho um, killer, and yep. this guy um, perhaps will educate people who are looking to commit future crimes yeah. to leave their cell phone behind because it's spying on them every second that they're out there driving around or, right. you know, plotting what their location is pinging along as they're driving i mean they may not realize it but it's actually they're riding aloud around with it's it's a detector that's alerting eventually possibly law enforcement of of exactly what their path was yes and i think that the cops have in at least these two instances used electronic technology the the own suspects electronic devices to track him and to get evidence against the suspected um killer let's let's say um the trick is when you put this information out it kind of takes a card away from cops potentially in the future if someone is willing to commit the crime of murder intentionally and plans for it these cases are kind of um a primer in what what not to do if you're if you're intending to go out and commit such a heinous act i mean you must presume anyone must presume if you're out and about uh, preparing to um commit a significant crime Everyone's got a Zoom video doorbell or whatever they call sure. those things. Ring, yeah. Rings, thank you. Ring video doorbell. Stores have surveillance cameras. Private yep. homeowners have surveillance cameras. I they mean, have, they, have them on video at Home Depot purchasing this. But, Tim, let's let's play the devil's advocate. So he's got a good defense attorney, Tracy Minor. She's certainly been around. I find it interesting, as I had actually mentioned you off here, that when the police go in to talk to him Friday and Saturday, she's sitting right there in the living room. So much for the concerned husband. But let's just, you know, just for the sake of the fact that right now they have not found a body. So she's missing. Um, it, it sort of doesn't seem like it was it was planned. I mean, I, otherwise, if it had been, it would have gone to Home Depot. But let's just, you know, did you throw? Yeah, I was cleaning out my basement. I threw that stuff in the dumpster. Uh, she had been in the basement, so she was working on something, whatever, in the basement. She may have cut herself, so she found some of her blood. Um, we still don't know where she is. I don't know what happened with her cell phone. Maybe she left it behind, and then, you know, sometimes the kids are taking the cell phones. And, um, I mean, do you see – Is Tim, Dad, what, here's my question. Does this become – if you're his attorney, you're, you're looking to try to get some of this evidence knocked out in some way. Now, granted, it's Massachusetts State Police. I think the FBI was even involved with this. But is that what it really becomes? They, they're going to try to – just cast out or argue or get some of this evidence knocked out because then if you take away you know that he was looking online and looking for that and then or whatever it may be i, I you know again i i'm not i'm not saying it looks promising but the right attorney getting some stuff knocked out you know stranger things have happened but i want to hear your thoughts 
Yes. I mean, the whole um, strategy, you are absolutely correct, would be to try to suppress and knock out as much evidence as possible. They'll do it in the Idaho case. They yep. tried doing it in the OJ case. You know, just yep. a point of reference that everyone knows. OJ's case was all about the DNA and how it was collected. And um, was it a good search and a good collection of, you know, data to be scientifically analyzed sure now in this case if the evidence is not collected correctly um, preserved correctly if the chain of custody to the lab to do the um, dna testing let's say on whatever they find if that's compromised well that all is to the benefit of the defendant who's trying to keep out as much evidence as possible i mean let's assume as far as going online to see how you dispose of a body, you could say, well, I was, you know, I had time on my hands. I'm a home confinement. I was, you know, a armchair sleuth trying to see how someone would in fact do such a thing. Right. How how does, how, what happened to my wife? Who could do this? If they did this, how would they have disposed of her? I want to know so I can be helpful. I mean, it's a, preposterous position to take and for him to articulate that he would have to testify in some form or fashion which i'm sure his defense attorney would never 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 want him to do um but one of the things that we don't yet have is the lab results from i believe they found a knife and i think it was a hatchet that he had disposed of in his mother's um dumpster dumpster now if those things if those come back with um his wife's dna blood Mm -hmm. evidence um you know that would be pretty compelling that you know it's not like the wife was um chopping up an onion and cut her cut her finger this would be a hatchet and a knife and whatever other instrumentalities they they might find even if they never find the body there could certainly be enough to prosecute him based upon the circumstantial evidence and the science evidence if it comes back as as we think it will. Yeah. And again, I want to remind people, uh, as we're speaking right now, the tarp, whatever he did, we don't know where his movements were that Monday night. I think it's also interesting, Tim Dodd, they're not releasing if they know where he went that Monday night or Tuesday. If he was at the Home Depot, 4 o'clock Tuesday, excuse me, Monday Four o'clock Monday, January second, at the Home Depot, four hundred fifty dollars worth of cleaning supplies, but also drop cloths, tarps. Obviously, something was going on. the The, the question seems to be, I would think, where was he over that next twelve hour period? Um, it, it, you know, he's obviously seemingly hoping that nothing's going to turn up. But my question is, does this sound like the? If it doesn't, but the the stuff in the dumpster. Would you say that this this there's enough here to warrant that they they would bring a murder charge? Yes, yes. Okay. Um, that that will happen. Obviously, yeah. I mean, I, I think that just like with the Idaho case, I think the cops are collecting a lot more information that they are not necessarily disclosing. Um, during right. the Idaho case, when the cops were keeping very quiet about what they were learning. They didn't have a suspect in custody. In this case, they've got the husband yeah. in custody, and he's going mm-hmm. nowhere. You know, a few people have asked me, 
Well, bail was set at a half million dollars. If he was to come in with the appropriate amount of money um, to post bail, would he be out? And the answer is no, because he would be held as in, on the underlying charge where he is awaiting sentencing. Um, he would be a violator of the terms of his temporary release, and he would be sent to jail um, until sentencing. Right now, he has been afforded the luxury, if you will, of being placed on a home confinement pending his sentencing. So that would be taken away, and he would be held at a prison until sentencing. So he's not getting back out on the street. To... Tim Dodd, he, he apparently can, did a good job, him or whoever the attorney was, convincing the court, listen, this is a nonviolent offender. It involves swindling someone with some art fraud, Granted, you know, large amount of money. Um, but does what, what is, does it surprise you that not only was he still out, because I, I, I saw in the court that I think he was supposed to be doing 30, 30 months, but but that he, he didn't even have a GPS type of ankle bracelet. It, it's a seam that's he has to ask for permission. It's limited where he can go. Seems like he's almost on house arrest. And then they, they monitor him through a radio frequency. So any backtrack you can tell us on that? Well, it's not like a GPS no. homing device that they have some, you know, probation officer sitting at a computer screen watching every I, move that any yeah. defendant makes. It's they know the area that they're in in a general way. And if somebody says I need to go to the market or I need to pick my kid up at school or I need to go to a doctor's appointment. There's a certain um, leeway time-wise where, you know, right. they randomly check. They don't always check, but if they check and you're not where you're supposed to be, they'll come pick you up and drive you directly to the, the prison that services that area. Um so let's assume that he says, I've got to go to um, Whole Foods to go shopping and sure. pick up some stuff for the kids. And they figure out that uh, he's nowhere near the uh, Home Depot. And it looks like he's you know, in the area of uh, a popular local bar, just by way of example. Well, yeah. if they then go out there and they find him at the bar and he's... Um, been not forthcoming he's been dishonest about his movements they will revoke the home confinement and he will be brought directly to prison he doesn't yeah. get a he doesn't get a court hearing he doesn't get to say judge it was a big mistake that he gets lugged and taken away folks quick break much more ahead our legal expert attorney tim dodd right here on the john petro show For over 125 years, Ameriprise Financial has provided advice for clients' unique goals, help millions of Americans retire on their terms. Now, as we're at the end of the year, beginning of a new year, why not take advantage of our free consultation? Call Tom Bryan today, Ameriprise Financial, 401-434-1510. Offices located 400 Massasoit Avenue in East Providence put the strength of a leader in retirement planning to work for, for you through a personal one-on-one -on -one relationship. Call Tom Bryan today, Ameriprise Financial Advisors, 401-434-1510. Get solid advice. Get a plan, whether it's for yourself, you and a spouse, maybe your children or grandchildren. Take advantage of this free consultation, Ameriprise Financial, 
401-434-1510. Call right now, 401-434-1510. Tom Bryan, Ameriprise Financial Advisors. Speak with our legal expert, it's attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, I want to stay with this missing Anna uh, Walsh case, Brian Walsh. Uh, two other questions. This device that he would be on. Now, I, I read that on Sunday. He told them that he forgot his cell phone. And then he said when he got home, he realized it was under one of his he claims. He, his son took it. One of his kids took it, put it under their pillow. D- does that mean is it possible the device, the frequency of his home confinement is maybe possibly like an app? on his phone and, and, you know, he's supposed to take it with him. He, from what I understand, he has permission to take the kids to school in the morning, come home, take them, pick them up in the afternoon. I I think on a Wednesday, they allow him to go grocery shopping. Is that, would it, do we know, would it be like an app that they put on his phone? I I can't be certain. This is Massachusetts and I'm not exactly sure what they would do in the area of But um, I, I can't but it, say for certain whether that okay. would be the case. But you know, it's he, not like an ankle bracelet, meaning so that, all right, he goes to the Home Depot on Monday afternoon, January 2nd at 4 o'clock. So I, I, my question is, if he could, the day before, he, he went to his mother's. It's my understanding he left at 3 and he came home at 8 o'clock. And that's when he said, oh, yeah, you know, I got lost. She lives in uh, Swampscott. And then I went to CVS and a Whole Foods. They say they don't have them on video. It doesn't have receipts of that. But that leads me to believe that they, they don't have his exact trail because he said, oh, I forgot my phone. So here's my, my question. If, in fact, if it's like an app on the phone, and maybe leading up to this, he says he's going to pick up the kids from school, come right home. He does that. He says, I'm going grocery shopping Wednesdays from 12 to 1 leaves at 12, comes home, comes home at 1. But if that's the case, it sounds like that Monday night, January 2nd, he could have been out of the house. And if he doesn't have the phone with him, it doesn't sound like they would have a, a trail of where he may have gone. And I think you're exactly right on that point. Yeah. With Let's assume that there is a linkage or an app between his phone and his monitoring device. If that's the case, that's the case. Let's assume that's not the way it works in Massachusetts. Maybe he read about the Idaho guy and said, oh, boy, they tracked this guy in part with his phone. I better not take my phone with me. And he hides it under his kid's pillow. Yeah. Um, And And he did that Sunday. He did that New Year's Day. Right. So he was probably, again, to, to the point that we made earlier, if he's now hip to the fact that the phone spies on you every second that it's with you, um, he might have said, well, you know, this phone's not going to spy on me and stuck it under the kid's pillow and went off to do his business. Mm. Because when they caught him at the Home Depot, they asked him, did you leave the house Tuesday? He said no. Um, excuse me, Monday again. I'm thinking January 2nd. That's why I'm saying the Tuesday. Did you, did you leave the house? No, I didn't. Now, they had a video of him at the Home Depot. And then he said, oh, wait a minute. I forgot. I took my son out for ice cream at... He mentioned the town right next door to to Rockland. So it it doesn't sound like here's the point I'm trying to get to people. If they knew his exact movements, then they wouldn't have to ask him these things because they would know his exact movements. I saw an article where someone explained, let's just say 
with the radio frequency and the way it works. He goes to pick up his children at school. And if this is the way I understand, if he stops at a store to run an errand on the way home, you know, he's not the frequency. He's not way out of the distance. It's not as long as he doesn't take too long, but it's, it's not as defining on the moments as much as some people may think it is, because I've heard from a number of people, this one guy who had an ankle bracelet GPS, he's like, no, believe me, they track every movement. That's not what this is. This seems to be, and I could see Tim Dodd, you know, it's got the three kids, uh, you know, the wife, attractive. It wasn't a violent crime that he ripped someone off. They live, it's a beautiful town. So mistakenly, I could see where someone would say, yeah, this guy's really not like a big criminal threat. And it, I'm not going to say it was the honor system, but it, it's pretty loose with the, the house arrest if, in fact, it's really just an app on the phone. Well, yes, and until the wife goes missing, you're right. I mean, he's yeah. he's a guy that was got caught selling forged Andy Warhol um, right. paintings or yeah. prints or lithos, whatever he was selling. So they probably didn't think he was a high-risk target to do anything further sure. in a criminal way. They had let him stay home. They had let him stay with the kids and take the kids to school. You know, that's not the way they would ever approach someone they thought to be a high risk. Um, sure. Or defendant. Danger of some kind. Right. Yeah. Uh, but that also opens up the door that he may have been out that Monday night disposing of where, whatever, you know, the tarp and so forth. Let me just ask you if you could clarify. And again, folks, speak with our legal analyst, attorney Tim Dodd about the bail. Now they said it's 500,000 cash bail. So again, I had some people, Oh, that's, you know, no big deal. $500,000 bail. You only have to put up 10%. So that's 50,000. You get a bond. So you put up a thousand or five thousand, and then it's not a big deal to get out on that bail. I, I don't. I, I, I. Someone else had told me that that's not how that works. Well, if it's cash bail, it's a cash bail five hundred thousand half a million. Five hundred. Now, if he can get a bail bondsman to underwrite that in okay. Rhode Island, he could get a bail bondsman to underwrite it. The bail bondsman, you know, might <clears throat> for a lesser sum post the full 500,000 on his mm. behalf. Wow. That, that's the way it works. So let's assume the bail bondsman says to this guy, um, how much do you have? And he, well, I don't have the 500,000. I've got 200,000. Yeah. All right, give me the 200,000 and I'll post the five on your behalf. Now, if the guy goes to all of his court hearings, et cetera, fine. If the guy skips, now the bail bondsman's on the hook for the 500,000. And he either goes to find the guy and shakes it out of him or the bail bondsman is now obligated uh, because the guy skipped to pay the 500. So bail bondsmen's basically are assessing criminals and determining whether they want to take a risk um, bonding on their behalf. Because when it goes wrong, the bail bondsman can get stuck with a significant bill. When it goes right, the bail bondsman's making a, a, a tidy profit um, by posting. And, and how does the bail bondsman make money? Because I'm sure Tracy Miner, she's a criminal defense attorney. She might know of several that would put up, okay, you have two, give me the two. So he's really putting up three. And then how does he make money off of that? Well, he gets the two. And if okay. the guy goes to court, he keeps the 200000 He doesn't have to give any portion of it back to the guy. Okay. Um, and typically, bail bondsmen who are in that echelon would be um, 
posting things like real estate they own. Sure. You know, they're, they're not coming up with that money out of their pocket. They're right. posting assets against the full val- the full amount of the bond. Yeah. And, and Tim Dodd, though, as we said, it sounds though the feds are standing nearby. You just got to wonder, is it really even worth it? He might need the 200000 let's just say if that's the amount for an attorney, as opposed to, it sounds like then the feds could just grab him for violating well, yeah, that's why terms he, of his parole. He, he's not going to, excuse me, house arrest. This guy is not going to waste his time finding a bail bondsman or trying to scrape up the cash to post the bail, because right. even if he did, he's still going to be held as a violator because they got right. him for violating the terms of his home confinement. And he'll go to jail. Until, I don't think he's been sentenced yet. He's awaiting sentencing and he's on yes. home confinement awaiting sentencing. So even if he posts the full 500, here you go, court, here's 500,000 right. in cash. They'll say, great, but you're still not getting out because yeah. you're being held as a violator and he'll still be held in jail. So there's no mm. point to him posting or talking to someone to post on his behalf because he's not going anywhere. Tim, no more home confinement for this guy? No, no. This portion of our program is brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln, right off of 146. Delicious food and drink. Always a nice crowd. You can either eat in the lounge area. There's normally a game on and a nice group of people there. Or you could sit out in the dining room. Don't forget the nice weather. They have the deck open. The Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Delicious food and drinks awaiting for you. I'll see you at the Lodge. So Brian Walsh in court, prosecutors say investigators found blood and a bloody damaged knife in the basement of the home in Cohasset. He was captured on surveillance tape video buying cleaning supplies, tarps on January 2nd. So that was the Monday. The weekend search turned up blood in the basement, bloody broken knife. He bought the tarp, buckets, mops, and tape at Home Depot in Rockland on the Monday she was last seen on the morning of january 1st so they're asking for five hundred thousand bail so this is very significant damage knife in the home he's also by the way supposed to be home on home confinement so he's been arraigned this brian walsh being arraigned and blood found knife uh, $400 worth of cleaning supplies from Home Depot. So this story obviously has just gone to another level with this Anna Walsh. I think it's now it's just a matter of, so now we get an idea, the picture gets clearer. So that they, the question now is where she is. The fact that they found these things um, last seen, I mean, this is really incredible what is taking place right now uh, as we speak and what they have found out and that's why they have um this is just some of the sound Charged before the court right now, the defendant is charged 
under the intimidation, that being misleading the police in the course of an investigation. The investigation was into the um, missing person of Anna Walsh. Anna uh, is the wife of this defendant. She's 37 years old. They have three children, two, four, and six. Anna Walsh was last seen on New Year's Day about uh, between 4 and 6 a.m. in the morning. The defendant indicated that she left the house to go. Uh, she works in Washington, D.C. Uh, the defendant indicated in the subsequent interview that she left the house around 6 a.m. taking an Uber or Lyft to go to the airport. Um, where she was going to go to work uh, in D.C. That was the last time uh, she was seen. Uh, in the course of the investigation, um, police were notified around January 4th by her employees in Washington, D.C. that she had not shown up for work on January 4th. Uh, that was the first time that she was uh, notified that she was missing. Up until this point, the defendant had not notified anyone that she was missing. In, uh, the investigation was determined that she actually had a plane ticket for January 3rd, which she did not use, and did not show up at the airport nor her D.C. job or her apartment in D.C. Um, it was indicated that the defendant, um, uh, they checked, uh, police checked during the course of this investigation, there was not a Yuba. Uh, or any kind of lift that had picked her up on January 1st. Uh, in fact, in the course of the investigation, it was determined that her cell phone pinged in the area of the house, which is uh, located on Chief Justice Cushing Way, that her phone pinged on the 1st and the 2nd, which is after the defendant had said she had left. Additionally, the defendant right now was on uh, house arrest, uh, pending sentencing in federal court. Part of that probation and condition, he was to report his whereabouts if he was to leave the house. Um, he indicated, in, as part of the investigation, when police spoke with him, that on January 1st, he went to his mother's house. However, it took him a lot longer because he got lost going to his mother's house in Swampskin. He also subtly indicated and stated to the police that he went to Whole Foods and CVS. Police uh, subsequently did surveillance and checked. There was no surveillance or indication that he went to Whole Foods, no CVS. He indicated he purchased some items. There's no receipts for him having purchased that. He then returned home. Surveillance uh, uh, was checked by several police during this time frame. These statements caused a lot of delay as part of the investigation as police now were focusing on the North Shore. He further indicated that on January 2nd, as he was supposed to report in, that the only time he left is that he went to take his son for some ice cream. Surveillance checked during the investigation indicated that defendant, in fact, on January 2nd, sometime after 4 o'clock, went to the Home Depot, um, which is in Auckland. He's on surveillance at that time, purchasing about $450 worth of cleaning supplies. That would include mops, bucket, tops, um, TVEX, uh, drop cloths, uh, as well as various kinds of tape. Uh, he's on surveillance at that time uh, on January 2nd, even though he said he never left the house. Uh, police obtained a search warrant and actually searched the house um, with crime scene services. During that time, they found blood in the basement. Uh, blood was found in the basement area, as well as a knife, which also contained some blood.
Yes, uh, in the basement, uh, crime scene services uh, recovered and found blood in the basement area in a section of the basement. There was also a knife that was found. On the knife, there was also blood, uh, and part of the knife was damaged. Your Honor, um, these various statements caused a delay uh, in the investigation to the point that during the time frame when he didn't report his wife and gave various statements, that allowed him time to either clean up evidence, uh, dispose of evidence, um, in causing a delay. Uh, as of this time, uh, Anna Walsh has not been found. Um, so because of that, the Commonwealth is asking 500000 cash bail. All right. Obviously, bombshell revelations from Brian Walsh in court. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. We getting cold already this winter keep your family your employees warm with matthews oil company call them today 401-942-7500 matthews oil company 24-hour emergency service for over four generations they make it easy to keep your home comfortable and safe trusted oil delivery call matthews oil company today 401-942-7500 you can find them online matthewsoil.com matthews oil premier dealer rhode island delivering the highest quality heating fuels at matthews oil they take pride providing reliable affordable service for you and your family celebrating 90 years of service call them now it's going to be a cold winter get that tank filled call matthews oil company today 401-942-7500 in an emergency they offer 24-hour emergency service Matthews Oil Company, 401-942-7500. 24-hour emergency service, right, Jim? Yes. And 24 for right now, it is expensive for people. You'll work out payment plans for individuals with oil. Yes, we have budget plans. We have. Uh, we also take state. Uh, we take state heating assistance. We belong to every city and towns. Uh, community action groups we've participated with that for 20 years we're actually 30 or 40 now since the 80s it's not solar but you can help people save money on their electricity yes uh if they're a commercial customer and they're with the grid uh local utility we can also uh provide them with electricity and also commercial natural gas for uh, right to their business. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. Folks, the numbers at the border, people that are coming through, getting through, then escaping the United States, it's, it's really overwhelming. Joining us right now, he is Rapid Response Director for the GOP. It's our friend Tommy Pigeot. Tommy, what's the new term that is being used for those that uh, get into the country and just escape? The term is gotaways. Gotaways. Um, yes, that, that just sort of signifies, you know, people that, the numbers that we have, by the way, are the ones that we know about. So it's people that are actually recorded having crossed the border and escaped, whether a Border Patrol person sees them or they're caught on camera. Uh, yeah, so th those are referred to as gotaways. And that number is actually a conservative estimate. The 900,000 is that number that have escaped to this country. That's a conservative estimate because those are just the ones that we know about, which is why this is so worrying. I like those gotaways. Kind of like, well, there's, you have stowaways, those that get onto, you know, a ship or a plane or whatever it may be. So these are gotaways. 
the Tommy nine hundred thousand. What's the time frame on that? Nine hundred thousand Godaways have escaped into this country just since Joe Biden took office. Wow. Nine hundred thousand. Uh, and for context, that's larger than the population of San Francisco. Yes. Nine hundred thousand. I mean, wow. It's, it's astonishing. And experts, like I, I, I just mentioned, say that that could actually be two or three times higher. Because this is just the gotaways we know about, the ones caught on camera, the ones that Border Patrol sees crossing the border. It doesn't include gotaways that cross the border unrecorded. And let me give you an example of how that can happen. So in Del Rio, if you remember last year or a few months ago, uh, Del Rio had that incident where a huge number of illegal immigrants were under that bridge and required huge manpower to process those people uh, at the border. While those people were at the border, 247 miles of the border additional was left unpatrolled. 247 miles. We have no idea who crossed the border over that time period within those 247 miles. And it's concerning because we know for a fact, according to the Border Patrol, that cartels are dictating where illegal immigrants cross and are apprehended in order to tie the hands of Border Patrol so they can cross the border uh, and escape into this country without being detected. So that 900,000 number that we know about could really be much higher. I mean, it just shows the border is completely wide open. And Tommy, again, um, it's it's such a difference. What what are some of the the factors you think are contributing to this? One thing I'll say is President Trump, at the very least, um, he he was a deterrent. You know, there was an attitude that they would not be welcomed here, that it was not open, that you'd get deported. That obviously has shifted. What are the factors do you think, or do we believe, have contributed to this? Well, that factor you just mentioned, it, it, it is a fact, and it is a factor because that's what migrants are telling, Border Patrol are telling news agencies that right now they came because Joe Biden's president, because of Joe Biden's border policies. No one's hiding it at the border. They're literally saying that when they arrive at the border, they're thanking Joe Biden for opening the border. And I think that's a major component of this. I think the second component is really the embracing of these sanctuary cities' uh, policies and these Democrat-run cities and the benefits Democrats are trying to give to illegal immigrants when they arrive here. There used to be this consensus, even as, uh, you know, uh, under Barack Obama's presidency, that you can't be incentivizing people to come and making this dangerous journey by providing benefits, by signaling that they could stay, because it actually endangers people making this journey. Biden has abandoned that consensus. Democrats have completely abandoned it now across the country. So there's this pull factor of all these benefits, these sanctuary city policies, combined with this message from the Biden administration by as they you know roll back these policies that worked, saying the border's open. So that's really contributing to this. And then the third factor is the cartels along the border have always been there, but they seize every opportunity. And Biden has just handed them a massive one. He's handed them a massive crisis that they can use to profit. So there are these really evil, despicable cartels that are profiting off of, off of all this death and destruction. And Biden's decided to turn his back and look the other way while this is going on. That's exactly right. Folks, he is, again, Rapid Response Director for the GOP. It's Tommy Pichot. Tommy, great job as always. I like that. Get a gutaways, and we'll talk to you again. All right. Thanks for having me. Get the most of your outdoor space with Limitless Outdoors. Call today for a free quote, 401-580-1852. Limitless Outdoors, they specialize in patios, walkways, steps. They did a fantastic job on my outside steps. Outdoor kitchens, landscape lighting, retaining walls, lawn installations, excavation, Call Limitless Outdoors today. Let's dream, build, and enjoy. 401 580 
1852 based in smithfield limitless outdoors they also do indoor fireplaces or outdoor fireplaces limitless outdoors call them today free quote get the most of your outside you're gonna love what they can do for you 401-580-1852 401-580-1852 limitless outdoors dream build enjoy to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, dePietro.com. Remember, weekdays, 11 to 2. But visit the website, dePietro.com. That's the best way to reach me. There's a direct link, contact John. We also have all our sponsors right there. We have unique, original reporting, stories, videos. Also, all our links to social media, whether it's Facebook, when we do Facebook Live or YouTube, or Twitter. It's all right there at the website, dipetro.com. And then remember, once you're there, you can also visit the shop. We have great gifts that you can get. It's a happening. All links to the show. Plus, if you ever miss any part of the show, it's all right there under radio show right there. Folks, it all starts by logging on at dipetro.com. And on the left-hand side, you can always listen live. Again, all our links, everything begins and ends right there at the website, dipetro.com. Propane Plus in Rhode Island for all your propane needs. Call them 401-885-4209. In Massachusetts, you can reach them at 508-252-3359. Propane Heating and Cooling, it's Propane Plus. Their team's been there three generations. They're available 24-7 for service and delivery, and they plan on serving you for a long time to come. They offer online billing ability to schedule a service delivery at the click of a button and remember all customers receive a free safety inspection on their equipment it's propane plus and remember with propane it's affordable sustainable equitable good for the environment and now it's renewable call propane plus today at 401-885-4209 in massachusetts call them at 508-252-3359 they're very easy to navigate website it's propaneplus.com. Propane Plus. Call them 401 885 4209. The Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick, Rhode Island tradition since 1977. Delicious food, great atmosphere, whether it's lunch or dinner or drinks in the lounge. They can also accommodate large groups. A great meal, a feast, is waiting for you at the Coesed Inn. Stop it and see them all year round. 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. They're waiting for you at the Coesed Inn. Falcon Pest Services. 12 months of the year, you could have a pest problem. Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts called Falcon Pest Services today, 401-739-1322. Free consultation, 401-739-1322. Locally owned and operated, serving Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. They offer services for termites, bed bugs, ants, roaches, mice. 
rats in the summertime spring fall mosquitoes and many other pests call today for a free consultation whether it's for your home or restaurant maybe it's once a year maybe it's once a month call falcon pest services today free consultation 401-739-1322 residential and commercial whether it's an office building a school a hotel a restaurant or your home call falcon pest services today free consultation 401-739-1322 